And also, you know Becky over at Dom Home Properties is HOT for getting the rights to that piece of land. <laughs>
uh, game had, in my opinion. Yeah, there's there's a lot more varied, like what is that top, topography? Topography, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the uh, the map in general. Just it's it, it feels more believable. It feels like it checks like some boxes of just like traveling to different areas that one might see across an entire world. So. Globe. Sure. Yeah, I, I've, I've, been, I've actually noticed that too, and I've enjoyed it. The subterranean passage beneath the monolith is a tiny 6 by 6 hovel with one rabbi and a bridge across a small creek to the stairs <laughs> up to the other side of the channel. This dude says, when in need, visit the houses of healing. So he's he's got the, he's he's pulling the, he's towing the company line <laughs> <laughs> right. on the their core business activity. Uh, he's, like the, uh, he's like the guy, or like those people in uh, Costco who are just like, they're, they're selling, they're giving you the samples, and they just like keep repeating the same thing over and over, <laughs> right. no matter right. what. It's like yeah. really sad in a way. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have no... Uh, they walk they by have, like, how you doing? He's like, this is the house of healing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they've been giving no agency in their sales tactics like they have their 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 uh, legal compliance department is like really really yeah. strict These are the words that you say yes. do not this is not an outline this yeah. is exactly <laughs> right yeah there there will be no fucking swapping of anything this is the right. verbatim what you need to say to every individual do not need your creative agency <laughs> yeah you are not here to be a human being you are here to be a vessel of the corporate agenda <laughs> <laughs> Great. So you come out of there on the other side of the little channel, and this is a whole new continent, and it is it's you go past a large desert with another really nice plot of Damahone Properties Oasis land in the middle, the, the image behind me, and then there are two towers north of that, separated by a small river, impeding your progress north by foot. So there, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, lush greenery, crystal clear views, tons of space, dragon's horn, just a short. Carnivog escorted jaunt north. Free cloak of wind once you close escrow. Becky sent that memo over just this morning about this oasis plot of land behind me here. So if you're if you're looking for that kind of thing, by all means, inquire. Merchant on the ground floor of the southern Dragon's Horn Tower here auspiciously asks, Dost thou know what I know? And I don't know, man. The, the New York Jets are and will always be incompetent. I don't know. What are we discussing here? <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's very vague. If you say yes, he says, but I have not yet spoken. So he's, I don't know. That's crazy. And then no, he says, these twin towers are known as the Dragon's Horn. So he's just, you know, I don't know. That's a crazy dude. Why, why are you baiting me, bro? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, what the <laughs> fuck is your purpose, man? What is the... This is very interesting. cheeky bastard, that one. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, he's going to... I don't know. They're. I don't know. How many visitors did he get, though? He's probably going a little fucking crazy. (laughs) I guess. Oh, yeah. That's probably the best explanation. I was going to say, he's got like. He's got that same shitty job as the intern guard in the Tower of Wind, but he's not even fucking. He's not even in the pipeline for a promotion by being part of the organization. He's just a dude here. (laughs) I I can't imagine much people, like many people, are visiting these towers. You know what I mean? Like, this seems like a very special. He's got to be just bored. Just. You know, yeah. it sees you, and it's like, who knows what's coming out of his mouth next? You know, like, <laughs> right, how long right. you been alone, dude? 
Yeah, <laughs> he strikes me as this is like a very, like you said, he's not, he's obviously not in the union. This is very like auxiliary police officer territory. <laughs> right, yeah, he's a week, uh, weekend. They sent you to the, the, the tower in the north, like in Game of Thrones. Like you're out of the ice tower. Like you're just banished. Just There's a one guy there. No just like if anybody shows there. up, talk to him. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Weekend war. Uh, okay, yeah, this is a pretty basic place, this tower. It's just a bunch of small circular floors that you have to carefully avoid falling down the large pit in the middle of, which takes you back to the ground floor when that happens. And your goal here is to get to the fifth floor and jump out the north side to get to the other side of the river, which is fail-proof as long as you've donned the Cloak of Wind. So that was that. The whole thing we said about them teaching you what the hell that cloak did to be able to spot this and then employ it is one. I like that they tempt you, too, with that left, that westernly exit. Yeah, 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 that's true. I didn't even think of that. It didn't even cross my mind to... Try that. Yeah, you can jump out that, and it will take you go US. the wrong way. Yeah, oh yeah, that did not even occur to me. Yeah, that's a good point. I was just kind of like, I, I actually said that aloud. Like, what happens if I go love, go over there? Like, I don't know why I would, but that seems like a bad <laughs> idea. Why they give you that option? You know, <laughs> just a waste of your time, which is what RPGs do. Like, coming from a famous RPG lover, but like that's what they do is just like you're walking down a hallway in Final Fantasy, and you can't see what's on the very end of it, and then you get to the end, and it's just a fucking dead end. Yeah, wasted your time. Yeah, first, yeah, that uh, <laughs> that really makes me think of Fantasy Star, the first one, Jeff. I don't know when you were saying that, like the walking up, because that's even worse there. Because the 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 draw distance, I guess, on those dungeons in, in Fantasy Star, it's like you know, it's like two two steps away. So you can't, yeah. yeah if you're going down a hall that goes nowhere, you can be going down it a long time oh before you have any clue that you're about to hit a wall. You know? <laughs> and at the end of it's probably a trap chest. So you come out of there, and the the party finds themselves in a valley dominated by a large U-shaped grass plain with a bit of forest poured into it. And northeast through that, you find the town of Leonport. And this is the one that the strategy guide mentioned is kind of like uh, on the inside cover there with Don Mahone telling you what you should have, what equipment you should have. This is the place when you reach here that he was referring to. And the townsfolk chatter here, we start with a soldier in the House of Healing says, I'm a soldier from Alephgard. Perhaps thou hast seen ancient maps of my land, but it has changed much through the ages. And fuck, man, do I love this. Mm -hmm. It it is the first of many things we'll touch on in this episode where Enix did a bang-up job of this whole, like, giving the history of Alephgard and what you know of it from the first game, its proper due, and like a a well-integrated reason and way that you as these three characters would know it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just uh, fucking, you're the player and you know it because you played the first game. It's this. these these tales have been told through time because of how big of a deal they were to these people that lived in this land. You know what I mean? And you, yeah. it's a, you know, it, it's a uh, hold on, I think I'm fucking spacing on the name for what that is. Like a story that's told. What the fuck is that called? <laughs> Passed down from generation to generation. What are those stories called? There's a name for it. Uh, but Legend. Uh, le- legend is, like works. Parable? Uh, parable I was definitely not thinking of. I don't even know what that means. But legend. It's not, it's not a parable. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's a nice little hint. It's something weightier than that. Yeah. It, it's a good little hint from this guy that, like, you... Yes, that place is out there. You're yep. about to go there, but it's going to look a little different than you would probably remember. 
Yep. Yeah, and that, that's very cool. There's a girl lurking in the alley behind the house of healing as well. She says, be nice to one who lives here. She knows how to turn princes into tadpoles. And that's crazy homeless lady putting these boys on blast here. <laughs> that's a fucking wild-ass thing to tell someone. Barbarian by the dock says, I have nothing to say to thee. That's right, nothing at all. And that is an odd use of kilobytes by Enix, putting this dude here to say mm-hmm. nothing. Dude, that's a few unfriendly people in this town. I was like, what is, what's with this place? You know, that's actually it. a good... Yeah. I, yeah, that's... that's. I didn't, It's kind of a hood-ass part of town, too. Like, it's, it's kind of a rough place. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's, a, that's an interesting way to put it. That's just kind of like an unwelcoming vibe. And, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really think of that for rationalizing these people that just you know because I, I guess the i guess really the reason those are weird is because so often rpg village inhabitants are merely tools with which to assist the plot and the development of the story you know uh, of, of of the character's game and like these yeah the idea that these people are just kind of here and standoffish is um it was immediately noticeable like whoa yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, not it just one it was like multiple. actually yeah yeah yeah, one of the serfs nearby says, Eastward, across an arm of sea, lies the kingdom of Alfgard. From there, in ages past, came a great warrior's descendant of Erdric, who slew the dragons, and, or slew dragons, and there came also a princess named Gwelyn. So more of that world-building stuff. Another serf has more Alfgard tales. He says, It has been rumored that the king of Tantagel castle has disappeared. And King Lorik! Say it isn't so. And, you know, actually, is it Lorik? That's how much I had that thought. How much time has actually passed? I don't think we've really nailed that Didn't down. Didn't they say it was a couple hundred years? I want to say it did get mentioned somewhere, and I want to say it was like a hundred, couple hundred years. Yeah, well, I think, I think, I, well, that's not possible, because I think these three fuckers are the offspring of Lorik's children. I think they're descendants. Yeah, I thought descendants. Uh, like grand, 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 no, I'm, I'm almost certain that they said either during or right after the prologue, that the kids that Erdrick and Gwalen had were the three kings that these three kids come from. So I'm, these are I'm, the grandkids. These are, were the grandchildren. Right. So exa- So my point here, like I think it could be King Lorik. He would just be old as fuck. <laughs> well, also, I don't think that uh, ages necessarily follow the same logic. In fantastical worlds, necessarily. So, I sure. uh, just looked it up. Wikipedia uh, plot: Dragon Quest Two is set 100 years after Dragon Quest. Oh, look at that! So okay. he he could be alive, just super fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> Those elves and stuff—they could be easily a couple hundred, couple thousand years. Right. Old. It's always different. Like I think men in Lord of the Rings universe live like 120 years or something like that, like standard. Mm. And also, just just the presence of magic. As yeah, as, as like, anything. Yeah, exactly. Could could you know there could be, who knows? You know he could have developed a some sort of arcane, uh, or had not, not, he, not that he would have developed it, but he would have uh, subsidized a <laughs> an initiative to extend his life as the king. You have that sort of power to <laughs> to create truly self serving. Um, you know, scientific advancements like that, or yeah, I mean, he's just going to get to live a better and more healthy life as a wealthy. And connected person, and then there's also magic. Right, (laughs) right, yeah, yes. An old wise man blocking the gate to the dock, behind which you can see a ship beckoning you aboard, shoots you down with, we never lend boats to strangers, sorry. (laughs) Which, he would only say if these cats asked to borrow it, right? Like, 
And ask, you know, asking a random dude to borrow a galleon is the same emotional category as asking to borrow a cigarette. You're never returning it. So right. it's, a, it's a dumb way to put it. <laughs> I thought lend was a funny use of words. I was like, um, okay, you can call whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but even like it's a dumb way to put it. And then also, like I said, I don't think he uses that verbiage without our unheard request being to ask, you know, like asking that exact thing, you know what I mean? But that was my, but that was my thing. I had the opposite impression. I was like, I didn't ask you, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, like, okay, yeah, yeah. but I'm gonna get that yeah. ship. Just tell me what you need. It's, it's like, the, t- really. it's, it's like, it's like the same. You get this problem a lot in Legend of Zelda games. New one coming out. Soaked about that, by the way, guys. But because Link never talks, you know, so you always have this like mm-hmm. gap in conversations of like you're supposed to fill in as yourself, but it leads to these holes of like, but I, that's not what I, you know. <laughs> Like, that's not what I would have said or wanted to say or whatever. Yeah, we need uh, Fallout-style dialogue yeah. choices here in these early 90s JRPGs. Yeah. If only we had more bits. What a good idea. I want to, like, I, Josh, I know we've talked about this before. Like, you know, like, me and you have had the same exact thought independently of each other. Like, how hard would it be to make a JRPG? You know, like with Nintendo eight bit style graphics, like nothing crazy. You know, I told to, you, I I and bought. You said very fucking difficult. Yeah, yeah, I bought that. Even with everything set up in your favor. Yes, I I bought that, and it's called NES Maker, I believe, which was a, like a really cool development environment mm-hmm. for the sixty five hundred two processor. And there's been a lot of you know. There's been a lot of cool shit made. They did contests of people making their own RPGs. I mean, you could build any type of game. Uh, RPG probably is one of the easier ones to do just because it's a little, um, you know, slower paced and you're dealing with fewer frames of animation and yada, yada, yada. That's that's yeah. the really time consuming part of It's definitely the stuff. easier one. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it had, you know, pixel art designer in it, all the workflow. You still needed to have some understanding of 6502 workflow and stuff, though. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I could... I, wasn't willing to commit the time to to learn that. So I I never really got very far fucking with it. But really cool fucking environment. And if you had the inclination, it's, you know, exponentially easier than it was in 1987 or 1990, whenever any of these games were made. You know, so it's possible and you can do it, but it's Harder not. Than you think. Yeah, it's not just sit down and fuck around and do it. Um, yeah, it I think be, it'd be cool as fuck to have something like that, like, you know, like a like Dragon Warrior, but like with dialogue choices and, and right. dialogue trees that like flow to different outcomes, you know, like I would, you know, I what I would think would be an easier project is taking these games and not remastering them. You you still follow all the beats, but yes, go in and and flesh out these conversations and you know because you don't you aren't confined by the constraints of the cartridge of the rom you can make the game as large as you want and yes turn it into these more complex conversations and stuff to really you know make the world come alive a little bit right yeah that that would be a cool project and probably not nearly as difficult as as building one from scratch but that would be cool too for sure Tis my dream, uh, much it's like right there with the marine biology for me. Like ways I would have loved my life to go if I had the patience to go through the learning stages of of, of doing it. <laughs> I'm gonna get my fucking bachelor's degree at forty or forty one and I'm gonna die not long after that. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna have time to do some of this stuff, it turns out. Yeah, so it is. 
Lastly, a damsel is being harassed by a couple gremlins near a small marsh in the northwest corner of town. When you enter the courtyard, she breaks free of them and runs up to you, saying, Help! Help! Evil has come. And then you must split their wigs in battle. It's a couple of gremlins. And I love their sprites. The the purple bodies, green wings and horns. That was a babyish. Yeah, a real derpy, exactly. Facial expression with their tongue out. And by the numbers, these things have 60 HP, 57 attack power, 20 defense, 30 agility, 52 XP, and 23 gold in reward for them. They can cast heal, and they can cast sleep, and they have a flame attack that can roll out 7 to 17 damage. And I dog-sported these fuckfaces in 1.3333 repeating turns. I presume you guys probably dusted them off as well. <laughs> barely barely remember a, the interaction. Yeah. A mere footnote. <laughs> yeah. There were, there were go- a maiden asked for help, I killed two goblins, and I have a ship. Yep. Footnote. <laughs> yeah, they if you're if you're following the recommended level guide in the uh, unveiled secrets of Dragon Warrior Two, you are getting to it. You you are meeting these guys in a, in a place where yeah they are they are not all too um, threatening. They so, stepped into the wrong alley. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. They after you kill them, she says, "Thou hast saved me from the fiends. Please follow me and meet my grandfather." And then she just teleports over in front of the old man that was being stingy about his galleons. And she says to him, when you walk over, these good people aided me in my time of need, grandfather. And he replies, having gallantly aided my daughter, I shall gladly lend thee my swiftest ship. So he's stuck on that lend stuff. I think it's his, I think it's his batter. I don't think it's ours. <laughs> well, it's, I, I, you know, this is where you, like, if you get to pick your dialogue options, like, as me and his daughter walk up, I'm like, hey, motherfucker. Remember me? You weren't yeah, going to loan me the ship? What now? What yeah, now? I bet, you're, I bet you're loaning it now. <laughs> yeah. Loan. Yeah, so he steps out of the way, and you can hop aboard the ship that was behind him, and you can now sail the ship down a silver door, or down to a silver door previously unreachable, and, like, there's, like, the, the, the ship, that the or the pool that the ship is in is, it's still, like, in the town map you don't go outside yet so there's yeah there's like a little area essentially like a walled off like port area right and you can sail down which actually makes a lot of sense and fun for um you know town role play like the port might be cordoned off from the rest of the town yeah sure like a a a defended bay you know um yeah uh not terribly unlike the new york i think of the new york bay with like yeah there's like all the forts and stuff that they built are in like Brooklyn there defending the the point that yeah the the bottlenecks to the main part of the city yeah, as mm-hmm. is uh how you would do it if you were smart <laughs> yeah. evidently yeah. these uh these city designers in Dragon Warrior 2 were smart enough to do something like that so kudos more good world building for sure inside that door there is a merchant he says the pirate ship relentlessly sank in chill waters with great treasure still aboard bring me this treasure and i shall pay a handsome fee and that sounds like a side quest, boys. <laughs> uh, also, it's the pirate ship Relentless, not Relentlessly. The It's proper noun, Relentless. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, correct, correct. Took, took me a minute to clock that myself, but yes. yeah, that's proper noun. Yep. You know, it's... I Did I type it that way? I guess yeah, cause, yeah, because I'm like maybe it was autocorrected. Well, that, that's what, yeah, what I'm getting at. Like, did I did that autocorrect to it? Because it is a pronoun in my notes here. But I'm yeah, I, I'm I must have. Had, I I can't imagine that it, it, it. Yeah, word was probably like you fucking idiot. No, <laughs> that's crazy. That's it's, I'll take it's care funny. Of it's funny though that you said this is a side quest, and it makes sense. But the more that I think about it, 
within the realm of this game, who knows what's important and what's not. Like, to me, that's like, I got to go get something from this ship that's going to be important some kind of way. Like, I don't know if it's going to be another cloak that's going to keep me from dying when I fall in lava or some crazy thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be, I'll be, yes, table that idea because I am curious to hear how prioritized that activity was for you as we get to it here later. It's interesting that you have that as a question. <laughs> okay. uh, it also com- means that this merchant is out here just straight up dealing with pirates. Correct. Like, why, Correct. why, why is your merchandise on pirate ships, dog? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking loath. The budget dictates. The, well, the king might want to talk about this. I mean, we need these ships to travel on official channels with official trade seals and the whole nine yards. You don't just fucking get to do and, this shit. And, and this most, show. most importantly, paying official taxes. That's the point, right? <laughs> and maybe it's one of those like he heard a rumor situations. Like, yo, I've heard whisperings that uh, that ship a ship never came in. Here's the coordinates. If you happen to see something, you know, right? I might be looking for that. Yeah, yeah and and like all those trade things. That that's a real ass thing. I think uh, Peter the Great was building a city. I can't remember what city it was in the Black Sea, maybe. And he wanted it to be like a fucking like a bustling trade port. So like the first like. I don't know, like, he started building the city and, like, the first, like, three ships or some shit that showed up, he was like, here, you have an official, like, tax-free trade rights for the rest of fucking time in this city. To the first ships that showed up. So it was like, they would be inclined to go there and bring more shit there and then obviously tell people, like, here's where I'm going. I'm trading tax-free. You're not, but it's dope there. (laughs) So, yeah, all that actually is real and important. Same as, like, giving out, you know... Download codes, same thing. (laughs) Just a modern day thing. (laughs) So commerce here in Leonport, at the inn, you pay 20 gold per head. The House of Healing has all the same shit, but homeboy running the show here isn't one of the rabbis. It's a wise man sprite. So perhaps not as exclusionary an organization as first insinuated by this game. It's not franchised. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, it it that would make it franchised. Uh, maybe that uh, a you know I think you can interpret that two ways that a franchise would have like a particularly strict uh, Code. expectation uh, and like everything would have to be in line with their marketing and all that. Or you could also say that a franchise inherently infuses some variance because you're gonna you know you're you're you're. Yeah, you're entrusting your IP to this human being who is outside of your, you know, the group of people. Necessary and direct control. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, there's there's two ways to look at it, I suppose. The item stand has all the usual doodads and adds the Dragon's Bane at 640 gold. And this thing protects from status-affecting spells. And I immediately started Googling before dropping that kind of coin due due to zero faith that they worked as prescribed. But everything I found said that they did. And a game FAQ's post I dug up said it reduces your chances of falling prey to sleep or stop spell from 3 8 to 3.30 seconds. Holy shit. Yeah, that seemed worth it. factor of four. Yeah. So that seemed worth it to me. I copped them for everyone. Well, I actually did the exact opposite. I just bought them and equipped them, and when my defense didn't go up, I was like, what did I just do? <laughs> didn't, didn't I'm do glad the to hear this. Didn't do the research. I did not. I just got excited to buy new things. <laughs> that's a, you know, It's not like gold's terribly scarce, uh, so that's fair. As long as you're Wait, you're saying you're, you said you equipped them on like everyone, like all three? Oh, yeah. 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 Hmm. Interesting. So you I only have didn't. it on, on Gentleman. Yeah. Uh-huh. I wasn't even fi- sure. Do you find the others fall asleep more often? 
Maybe so. Maybe. <laughs> I look forward to more data coming in about this uh, in this experiment. The Weapon and Armor Outfitters, Inc. has last year's product line of magic knives, broadswords, full plate armor, and steel shields, but they at least, or rather, at least they're at last year's prices as well, so they're not um, <laughs> increasing them, even though we're here later in the game, which is often how economics work <laughs> and in RPGs. They do, however, carry the chicest line of princess questing accessories, the wizard's wand at 2,500 gold and the clothes of hiding at 1,250. And put me on with those bad boys, no question. I highly doubt you guys didn't do the same. And oh, I actually the, didn't. I didn't buy the wizard's wand. Not yet. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the, it seemed like a big investment for somebody who's not swinging too much. Yeah, I definitely got I definitely got the magic wand and the evasion armor. For her. Yeah, well, th- that's that's the thing though, is that the it, armor I need. It nixes her need to battle in in a melee fashion. She the wand it has eight attack power, so I mean it is four times her bamboo stick, so it's helpful there. But it can cast fireball when used oh, as an item. Oh, yep, fuck, I didn't know that. Yeah, and that's a uh, that's if you don't need AOE Infernos that she has in her spellbook, you, which you is know, becoming hot at this point. That's that's yeah. a good spell. Yes, Dude, for when sure. you what I'm just using that just regularly. Like there's yep. no there's no me not using that. Yeah. Well, it will hit, this is the thing. Here's the thing. That's what I'm getting at here. So, yeah, you use it, and it says, Tongues of Flame shot out of the wand. So that's just a cool piece of dialogue when you use it, though. But it is a huge pain in the ass when you're really trying to fly through battling, grinding, mm-hmm. whatever. To go to the item menu and use it as an item is a pain in the ass, just like it was in Fa- Final Fantasy. So, yes, it's infinitely more valuable no. in battle. No, I'm, I mean the reverse. I'm always using Infernos. The idea of me going and using this as an oh. is not something I... Oh, okay. Oh, I see what you Okay, copy. I agree, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a huge pain in the ass. But it does <laughs> infinitely more damage, of course. So, you know, it's... There's there's the given the yin and the yang of, of old school RPGs. The clothes of hiding add 20 defense, which is 10 times that of a regular clothes. And it's also better than the POC's chainmail. So grabbing him a matching set of these is a wise choice as well that may Oh wow, I hadn't even considered that. Yeah, you might not think of it, yes. So I recommend that. You have a, a lot of commerce to engage in when we get off here, Jeb. <laughs> I don't know that I have the money for. It. I didn't get Wait. to play a whole lot because I was school and I actually then I got this cold, so Wait, what are you claiming is better for, than the chain mail? The clothes of hiding. Mm. Go to Mike's RPG Center and take a look at the numbers. <laughs> it's funny i've already got it pulled up like, i've already, already gone through this so like maybe i don't know maybe yeah, this is definitely the time in the game when things were crazy so 12, i don't know I mean, it's pretty straightforward 25 versus mm-hmm. what uh 25 uh defense for the i'm sorry 20 defense for the close of hiding 12 for the chain mail yes both can be used by the prince of canuck and the princess of moonbrook yep well, not both. She she can't use the chainmail, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, he can use the hiding. Wow. Yep. Wow. I don't. I probably in all the times I played this game, he has always worn the chainmail. It Until, seems to make yeah. sense. It Until seems to more. make sense, it's, or make more sense, but that is not the case on the actual numbers.
back outside with the ship, you are now on the high seas, and they highlight that by giving us a seafaring tune. This ship is quite impressive in its versatility. It can both weather all the perils of sailing on the open sea, as well as navigating shallow rivers. So you can go anywhere there is a water tile in or directly connected to the sea. And that is a nice convenience in the confines of this video game, contrasted to having to cop a canoe in Final Fantasy for the river areas, or river areas, but hella unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, of course, it's a... Uh... Like a Viking-style longboat, that was one of their advantages, was that they could cross open seas and they had a very shallow draft so they could go up rivers. This is so pretty, cl pretty clearly a galleon. Pretty clearly can... a galleon. Yeah, I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> Look, I... I, don't, I like history, man. I don't get fucking talk to a lot of people about this. Nobody, their eyes glaze over when I... <laughs> I've got a captive audience here, so this is the best I can do. Fair, 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 fair. I, you could also role-play that they drop a small rowboat for these moments that, you know, and we're just not getting yeah. the, the sprite... Mm. Uh, change for that, but yep. So yes, the I think you know. Jay, where did you go? Did you what would you what'd you do when you got out of Leonport? Well, I mean, everybody kept talking about Alfgard and things to the east. So eastward, ho! You know, I just went straight east and then up north, trying to go you know as far east as I could could go until I get to got to a bridge and then just got up and walked to Tanigel. So not not too far. I figured you know. Let's get back to the beginning, and I'll. I figured looking at the map, there will be reasons for me to go travel far and crazy and get up to like that pirate ship later. Fair, yeah. It's it's like I think it'd be very hard if you had like, you hadn't played the first game at all and had no nostalgia slash knowledge understanding of the significance of Tantagel and Alifgard. Maybe you wander off and fuck off here, but I think it's uh, after between all the the carrot dangling in Leonport and the pre-existing knowledge of it's re it was really hard even for me having played the game a number of times to resist the urge to go straight there you know what I mean so it's right. it's they, they do a good job of incentivizing you I think to do that next and you have to like this, this is back here we're going to go back we're going to see how different it is see what's there what's popping yeah. the old stomping ground yeah and especially yeah. The, you know they, they're they're teasing the troubles that King Lorik is having, assuming it is King Lorik, whatever king is over there. So there's, yeah, there's just a lot of, a lot of the reasons to go check it out. So I sailed in from the east, past the swamp cave we rescued Gwalen in from, see, I, I went all the way around. I oh, went around okay. as well, but not that far. I came up south of uh, Charlock. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay, so yeah. So yeah, so yeah, I went all the way around. If you, you can sail, basically, because the only other thing on this map is the monolith in the southeastern corner of the continent so i say i basically yeah sailed just east of that uh little island up the river and then you can dock right at tantagel doing that so that's convenient <laughs> uh the yeah the castle is right across from charlock just as you remember it there is no breconary but that's because all the services have been moved inside the safety of tantagel's walls and the music changes to the Dragon Wa uh, Dragon Warrior One Overworld theme when your boots hit Alifgard soil. And Which, that when that hit, it was so fucking nice. I like. I I don't know what effort it was. Obviously, outside of just like, oh, the music's different here. 
Um, but what, how well done that was, and and how nostalgia inducing it was, was uh, was kind of surprising to me actually. Like a warm blanket on a chilly winter night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, very similar to that. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. Uh, I was kind, I was like, fuck yeah, dude, like you're you're back. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, very, very good. But you, I mean, I wonder if you yourself had ever been there. You know, the Prince of Biden Hall. You ever no. traveled overseas? No. Yeah, I highly, I highly doubt it. You know, Biden pretty far away. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't guess, especially because. If you've had a ship before, like, well, you was, would you have had a ship? The, I mean, you're the. I'm assuming there's trade going back and forth. That yeah, is, but like, why would? You, but otherwise, like, you would have had a ship before. If you had access, I would contend. If you had access to a ship, then you would have, you know, likely taken a trip to the homeland at some point, kind of thing. You know, Maybe. if you're a prince too, like what else do princes I mean, do? Yeah. Like, princes travel. I mean, I, yeah, exactly. I, I think we already you know? established that the prince of of uh, what's the what's the name of the first town? Prince uh, of Mindenhall. Yes, prince. Of, yeah, sorry. Yeah, the prince Mindenhall, of Mindenhall. Prince of Mindenhall. Right? Yes, yeah. The the prince of Mindenhall's dad is drunk as fuck. He's he's, he's he's super he's super busy. He's you know he's the king. He's got shit to do. He's probably not the oh best dad. That so you know taking taking family trips, family vacations back to Elfgard, even if that is where Grandpa lives, might just not be happening. You know, I know it's I think it's very very viable that uh, yeah I mean because they have to have ships over there. There's no question yeah. that they have ships. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I don't know. Thirty years ago, did you travel around and get back to Tantadrill? Maybe I don't know. I mean. Yeah. Well, Josh, we have experience with this. I mean, you know, much like the the king of Maidenhall, your father, he's going to get right on that ship. You know, Mike's going to fucking pave the driveway and he's going to put a basketball hoop up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're going fishing anytime now. Anytime, anytime, I promise. Take you to a Browns game. We're going fishing. We're doing all these things. <laughs> I'm just a little busy right now. Right. Yeah. Uh, going to Tyrone's tonight. Maybe. Uh, I'm also going tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna get back to you, but it's soon. Yeah, I'll circle back on this. Say a stat. <laughs> so you walk into town here, and the dude by the entrance says, "Pardon me, stranger, but I had a vision, and in it, the, in it, descendants of the great hero Erdrich came to us in our need." Ah, so it was true. Thou art truly welcome. And I wish we could see which of these three took that bait, and how much of a pompous shithead. They came across in doing so, you know. <laughs> you know, they like they're like yes, they're like yes. I, as a matter of fact, that's who we are. You know, <laughs> the other two are like shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, man, we're trying to be cool, man. Blowing our cover, man. Fuck. Yeah. You you have any idea how much the prices the end just went up? Yeah, right, right. yeah, right, yeah. I don't Demand. know though. I mean, I'm I feel like I'm getting a great welcoming here between this yeah. and like the other people. It's like okay, you know, people people know me, they respect me. Like all right, let's go. This yeah, is a good, it, this yeah. good spot. I mean, I want to fucking know what world... I mean, I guess he lives in a world of magic and monsters, very different than mine, uh, except for the monsters part. But I want to know what world this guy lives in where he has a fucking vision and then it just comes true and he just carries on with his day. (laughs) (laughs) Like, imagine if you had a dream about some insane shit, some hero saving the world, and then you, like, went out to get some, like, kimchi fried rice. I got that on the mind right now. <laughs> yeah, you're walking down the street and you just saw the dude from the dream. And you're like, what are you up to? And he's like, I'm saving the world. Like, oh, I, I got to go, man. <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, oh, I got orders up, man. I got to go. Yeah. 
His female counterpart in the courtyard says, Long ago, Princess Gwalyn departed over the sea, but thy companion is her twin in appearance. So she's alluding to the Prince of Moon, Princess of Moonbrook, of course. More good world building there, by the way. Mm-hmm. A merchant just west of the fountain is also on that sunken treasure conspiracy shit. Says, hast thou heard of the sunken treasure? And you can actually answer this one. Yes, or answering yes. He says, the pirate ship sank in the wide seas of the north. Say no. He says, speak to the merchant man in Leonport. And I had never heard the word merchant man before. And I liked it. I like that. That's a good word. The House of Healing has two rabbis in it. Very well staffed here in Alfgard. One is just a lowly operations rep. Another mans the guest services division and or mans the guest services division and speaks to us the noble descendants of Erdrich I bid welcome and he's your saving to the imperial schools of honor guy around these parts so are we just wait. rolling with the idea that Judaism is the prominent religion in this entire world so I'm it's, ready to do that I'm ready it, to do that it's definitely the prominent <laughs> one in the this like religious component of it which is where the uh, it is highly aligned with the medical industry, I guess is the way to put it. You know, there there is a, a strong alliance between the religious and medical communities or, or professions rather in in Torland. So yes, I think so. Shalom. Yep. The throne room upstairs is empty except for a guard. Says the king keeps himself hidden, for he is afraid of Hargon's wrath. And the guard out back says the golden key opens the red door too. Hmm. King shook. What's up with that? Yeah, fucking. That's yeah. That's I need more keys. I still haven't got another key yet. Man. I know. I want that key. I want to go talk to the king. I got to fucking slap some sense into this guy. Hey, <laughs> shake it off, man. Fuck. Counterpoint <laughs> though, you fucking step outside the castle. It's not slimes and drakies out there anymore. Well, Dude. you say that. That no, we'll, it's not. We'll, yeah, we'll I mean, get, there, are, there are some slimes. We'll get to that in a moment. Yeah, we'll get that to in a moment. There's there's a few things here I'm about to get on that uh, yeah. are really fucking cool. Okay, I know that, exactly what you're talking about, and that's one of them. So you go to the inn as far as the commerce goes, and it's only six gold per night for the whole party. A Ooh. nod to the end cost of Breconary in Dragon Warrior 1, and it almost brings tears to my eyes. That's so good. <laughs> this is the yes. new, like, settle down point. Like, I'm going from here and launching back out to where I'm going next. Like, Yes. You know. that Yeah, it, it, it certainly makes it a priority as far as using the end goes if you're trying to save money. But just, again, to me, the nod there, is, it's just so nice. It's so yeah. fucking good. And it's, it's outside of what they normally do where they charge per head. So unless they're just right. making it two gold per head, right, you just exactly. never get there, of course, when it's that. But, like, you know, they didn't make it 18. Yep. So that is a direct Easter egg. Yep. 100%. The weapon and armor stand has a broadsword, wizard's wand, clothes of hiding, steel shield, and new additions of giant hammer at 4K and iron helmet at 3150. The hammer is a plus five attack power upgrade over the broadsword, so it's pretty appealing for the... Prince of Moonbrook or Moon Maidenhall, and the Iron Helmet adds six defensive power and can only be worn by the tank. So that's a obvious pickup, given we had no helmet prior to. Yep. The item shop is the same as Leonport. In addition to the House of Healing, that wise man dude that restores MP from Dragon Dragon Warrior One is here in a standalone banana stand, and I believe he's free. He says, "May peace be with thee." Is his dialogue. So yeah, that dude was in the original Tanta Joe Castle. Yet another nod to the first game. Yup. And that actually, because you can use that to heal as much as you want, in essence, makes using the in here even moot. Jay. Yeah, so which is a strategy in Dragon Warrior 1, especially initially, to save yep. money for that copper sword. 
Yep, 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 yep. So yeah, you don't even need to send the six gold if you don't want to. There's Which a couple you guys probably can probably won't. I mean, I saw that six gold and I was like, these guys, these assholes. Are <laughs> these, these. They sell across the fucking entire world to go spend six gold. But I, I can't stop them. They make yeah. their own decisions. Yeah, and they won't even spend that gold. <laughs> and, then they, and then they won't even fucking spend it. Yeah. And then they'll end the game with way more gold than they needed, so making the entire effort pointless. Hey, no, no. At, at this point, I was actually surprised. When we got here, this is this point made me actually need mon- have monetary goals again. Yeah. Oh, before no, I, I was kind of like, same, I got yeah. nothing to save for. I got all this gold. What the hell do I do with it? It's like, oh. I can save it for a giant hammer now and an iron yep. helmet. And a as soon as you land, you're like, shit, I'm kind of broke. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like I said, it was like, all right, motivation. Let's go. Let's. Mm-hmm. let's. I, I definitely did a giant ha- uh, hammer grind and probably a, I probably did a one for the helmet as well. Yeah. What's crazy that, about that is you didn't need to. Which we can talk about. Yeah, we're going to get to some. Well, here's. The, well, for that. Yes. Uh, but. I know what you're alluding to, and mm-hmm. that's not as important of a thing as it should be, so I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not, but it was important to me, and I got it done. I remembered that, and I got it done stat. Yeah. There's a couple golden doors here, including one on the second floor of the weapon and armor shop that the king is hiding behind in some very peasant-like quarters. So that's what the we've been hearing about him hiding. Yes, he can't get to him. You have no idea what he says, but we'll find out later. Yeah, an Aleph Guard visited on the whole, so that's what the you know what Tantagel's got going on. The there's no towns here at all. There's just the two castles and then the monolith I mentioned. Uh, and in there, there's a wise man blocking a chest. He says the real descendant of Erdrich carries a token to prove his heritage. Now be off with the imposter. And you know, funny enough for that, yeah. I saw that and I was like, oh, I need the, I need the Erdrich's token. Mm-hmm. That's what that must be what he's talking about. So like, oh. I, I kind of went on like a little mini hunt for it, like looking from the swamp yeah. <laughs> where it is in the first game, and then like maybe going. I, I went and checked to see if that desert where the Erdrich's cave is with the tablet mm-hmm. in in the first game was there. Like I went and checked all those things, see if I could get whatever he wants. I was unable to find it. Did you guys satiate him by chance? I didn't care what this asshole had to say. <laughs> Dude, no, he he said the same thing to me. So like even after. I got the the sword of Erdrick. I came back, okay. and he he still said the same thing. I was, but so I came back. Actually, no, it was a different place. We'll get to it. A different okay. place. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I even tried coming back with a sword. That didn't occur to me. Yeah, I I was just automatically assuming that it's some sort of like dumbass charm or something. You know, I I, I, I obviously can't remember what it is. So no, someone does mention token later because I was like, son okay. of a b. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got the sword. What's what's happening here? Okay. Well, there's also, behind him, there's a whirlpool here. So this is the first time you can really play with these, I think, that, that there's there's somewhere to go with one of these. And, yeah, if you there's uh, you go through it, and there's a bunch of other whirlpools to be found. But only one of them actually leads to an accessible path to the overworld. The rest are golden key doors. If you go outside that one, it's a monolith in a forest with some ballsy adventuring from it. <laughs> you can go down to get to a town called Baran. And there's also a wise man here. He says, some say that Hargon has cast a spell over his entire castle and that it looks fair and peaceful. You will not be deceived if thou hast the gift of Rubus. So that's a pretty hot piece of information. Yeah, we'll talk about Baran later, of course. the I, I do really like the, the one other notable thing about the Alephgard overworld uh, continent that you can, if you go down to where Remolder was, which is the Magic Key town in the southeast, just north of that monolith, basically, the it's still very identifiable. You know, it, the, the town is gone, but the little 
sand bridge to the little tile in the middle of with the moat around it is still mm-hmm. there where Ramalder was. And, you know, very cool. And also, you know, Becky over at Dime Home Properties is hot for getting the rights to that piece of land. <laughs> <laughs> As previously mentioned, Charlock Castle is right where you left it at the end of the first game, across the channel from Tantagel, on a small, craggy mountain-filled island where it's surrounded by a swamp moat. And with the ship, you don't need to use it. You can just disembark right into the swamp. But the rainbow drop bridge you itemed into existence still stands on the northeast corner of the island, connecting it to the lands where Remolder once stood. And the that's pretty cool. That, that has stood the test of time. I wish there was some aesthetic nod to it. I wish it looked yeah. somehow different. Than different. bridge. Right. Yeah. But what are you going to do? I'm role-playing it as like, you know, the old bridge of light and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Well, rainbow, it's the, yeah, the it's a rainbow bridge. Well, that's fucking what rainbows are. Light. Yeah, that's true. The ground floor no longer resembles a castle layout here at Charlock. It's just a shitty subterranean dungeon look. Brown, dirty floor tiles and brown dirt wall blocks. And this made me sad that they didn't have that same you know, it, it was an effort to mirror the ground floor of Tanthagel on the first castle. Like, that, mm. you know, these were two similar places that have gone completely different directions. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. a little bit of a bummer. The enemies in here are dragonflies, gremlins, gorgons, mummy men, saber cats type shit. So, it's it's an, an uptick, you know. A step and, up. And, yeah, and it's a threat for sure going through here. It's not just cakewalking. Uh, really? I felt... Floors. I did feel like it was a cakewalk through here. I pretty easily just walked through, found the sword, and was like, all right, what was the point of that? The Those saber cats are the first thing you're getting that actually can do damage and attack multiple times, and they can, they can fucking nail your ass if you catch, oh, a, catch, catch a group the, of them. The demi-mouse, actually, I believe, can also multi-attack. I learned to my chagrin. <laughs> yes, also, also true. Also true. So yes, the Sword of Earth is in here. It can be found on the second floor, but you have to do some of that same down a few floors, then up, back up shit. Back, up, back up, up, back up shit. That was required in the Tower of the Wind. Yeah. And the thing about this, and this is what I was saying, Jab, the Dragon Killer sword, which you can get to here, uh, I think it's in. it's either in Baran or... Uh, that octa on, on whatever it is, I was able to get it. I you know I'll get to that in my grind. But I had the dragon killer already by the time I did this. And when I found out that Erdrich's sword was ten act attack power lesser than that, I was really bummed out by it. <laughs> really oh fucking... right, you know what's funny is I didn't even buy the dragon killer. Yeah, yeah, it's a fuck. It really bummed me out. So yeah, so I took this back and tried to sell it in Tantagel, and that motherfucker had the gall. To offer me two gold for it. What? Yeah, what a slap to Erdrich's face. What a slap. That's proof the marketplace doesn't play favorites, though. There is nothing more honest than free market capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) 
I the, the so he offered you two gold. Maybe it was like a thing where he's like he's like purposely he's you don't purposely want to sell. lowballing you. He's like you don't want to sell this. Yeah, this is a family heirloom, dude. Don't on, dude. Don't give up this dude. Stop freebasing. Stop I, the freebase. <laughs> I know you're bummed about this, but you will regret this. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't even get a bag of dough for this. So, dude, just hold on to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you. So there's that is the only thing to really do between the floor you come in on and then the very bottom floor which is the eighth floor, which is the exact same layout as the Dragon Lord's Lair in Dragon Warrior 1. And thank mm-hmm. God they didn't they didn't fuck with this. <laughs> yeah, I was relieved to see that. Yeah. And, and one thing, too, I'll be curious if you guys recall this, the seventh floor before it is also intended to hark back to the approach to the final boss in the first game. Yes. It's that sequence of tunnels that are the same length but steadily increasing widths, you know, mm-hmm. that you have to go through to get to the Dragon Lord's Lair in the, in the first game. So I thought that was cool that they had that nod as well. If you are... If you can recall it enough to appreciate it. It's fascinating that we had to go there to get the sword, though. You know what I mean? Like, it, that's that's where it was in the first game, too. I know, but that's what I mean. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense, right? That it's not, how did it get back there? Right? You would think exactly. it's gone, yeah. and then he's just like, ah, oh, I'm taking this shit back. Fool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah who, <laughs> I don't know, I, I, I kind of like the idea. Like, he, he slays the dragon lord, he's got the sword. And he's like, all right, job done. This thing is fucking... I actually thought about this a little bit. He was like, this fucking sword has saved us all. It's tainted with the blood of evil. I'm putting it back. Right, yeah. And then it's it's like... It's the same as the armor. Remember? Uh, The armor was buried for you for... for, uh, Intended to be buried for the... A, a successor the down the line, you know, yeah. to to dig up to, to they would be able to find where it was located because of their birthright. Basically, would lead them down a path to finding it again. Oh, and, I see. So you're saying just like, hey, this is this this is capable of helping you defeat things in time of need. Yep. Leave it here until needed until again. it's needed again. Right. I see. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I, that's yeah. like I said. Yeah, I was saying at the when you pick the armor up, like you drop the magic armor that you're wearing. Oh, yep. you. Are Erdrick, or you're his descendant, whatever, whatever the case, you're you're the descendant, so that is like special when you drop it and then it sits there for a hundred years. Somebody else comes along, they're like, oh shit, that was his. Yep. So mm, it yep. is the new one. Yep. And magic armor is no nothing to shake a stick at. It's not quite Erdrick's armor, but you know it was. Once I've worn it and then I drop it and it sits there for a hundred years, then it becomes something. Special. Yeah, it, it it appreciates. Right. Yes. A so you, yeah this. Like I said, it's identical to the Dragon Lord's lair of the first game. And there is no, I don't think there's, there's no enemies down here, right? I don't think so. I don't think there was no. Yeah. So there is a creature posted up in the Dragon Lord's throne, the same place that the Dragon Lord was. And when you address him, he says, Welcome, Todd. All that Hargon threatens to take is really mine, for I am the grandson of the Dragon Lord. So here we go. This is again, times it out to Loric still potentially being alive, by the way. And he said, he further says, defeat Hargon and I will give the advice. Will thou do this? Not that the dragon lord is a, the same species and needs to age in the same way, but right. <laughs> he said, will thou do this? And you can answer him. And if you say yes, he says, once thou hast the five crests, seek out the good wizard Rubus, who dwells in the depths of the sea south of Maidenhall. If you say no, he says, thou art surely missing thy brain, <laughs> but it is up to thee. And that's, yeah, that's really, that's super fun. Right, no, no no copy for sure that he just kind of just shit talks. But on the yes side too, it is such good game design. 
putting the, like, this is the core objective of this video game. And the idea of putting that here with the descendant of the final boss of the first game is magically good game design. Like, you cannot play the first game and not end up down here. It's impossible. So, I just, they couldn't put, there's nowhere else it could have been given to you in this entire game that I know of that I've found playing this game. Granted, I haven't beat it yet, but I don't see where they could have put it that would have been better. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I thought you were going to say they couldn't have put it anywhere. I was like, well, they could have put it anywhere. I mean, you know, some wise guy could have just known. Right. But, yeah, I mean, like, to, I, I mean, this, like, this also implies that the Dragon Lord had, like, a family structure. Probably a feudal family structure. And, like, you know, he was pumping out heirs, too. And, like, that guy's still in this castle. That's fucking weird. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, there, there's that. This is just... well, it's not. It's not like the original Dragon Lord left him much. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, his shit got fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, mean, he 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 fucking he can't get in the safe either, man. Right, <laughs> right. This kid can't get in the safe either. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm fucking dude. If you think this is a good gig, it's not. Yeah, how did I this land? In the castle alone all day, man. Like, yeah, it's weird. This castle in particular, it's not like it's a fucking paradise. You saw upstairs. <laughs> it's like, it's upstairs, we have a fucking swamp around it. Like, yeah, we have, sucks, we have a, the gardener hasn't been here in fucking decades. <laughs> Actually, when you get back to Tantra you post this in the job board. I need a gardener. It's fucking embarrassing. I have to ask. Yeah. How did this land on you, Jay? Having uh, this being your first time through it and being able to experience it that way. I mean, I thought it was cool. You know, all the nods, just really like the whole design of coming back here, the town to the east, the, the rainbow bridge, like the whole thing. Like, I, I thought it was cool. Definitely thought it was cool. And they, did, did all the, did any of the things that we've brought up as being nods not register as such because you haven't played both these games 47 times like we have? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I caught them, you know, I, I kind of got them. And it's like, all right, you know, I, I appreciate any, any kind of look back to the old game. You know what I mean? So I just, I don't spend too much time on it, though, because it's like, at this point, so much stuff was about to go haywire in my mind, and so I'm, I'm still kind of like, all right, where do I go next? I got to go south, now I got to go north, you know, so I'm, I'm appreciating, but I'm also, like, trying to plan where I'm going to go next. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, I also like, he doesn't explain him, like, the, the, the five crest thing, I mean, if you read the manual, they're mentioned in there, so it's not like, yeah. it's like, we know who the fuck he's talking about, but like, you know. Where they are to be found, like how- when is, yeah, when do they come into play? Like I was right. asking that question before, like coming up before the Dragon Torn Towers. I'm like, aren't I most of the way through the map? What, what, where are these things happening? <laughs> you know, no, no, yeah, we haven't even fucked with it yet. Yeah, yeah, we really, it's, it's, we, you know, if you want to try to parallel it to the narrative of of Final Fantasy, like we. This is essentially the bridge that the king builds for you to get off that first island. Like that, everything we've done has just been—it's the prologue, really. You're you're building your team. You are just getting familiar with the land. You're. What do you mean? We've gone through most of the world already. How is that just a bigger first part? Yeah, exactly. It's I mean, physically larger first part. Yes, but as far as like what you've actually accomplished in the through line of this game's narrative. Nothing. You haven't done anything. (laughs) Barely started. Like this is a fucking big and long and honestly complicated game. Yeah, that's why. I mean, that's yeah. I was. I don't think you were on any of those conversations. (laughs) I might have. You might have been too. But I was talking to Jab for sure about whether or not what 
I had laid out for the outline here really constituted another episode. Like I was like, we're never going to finish this game at the rate. Yeah. <laughs> like the idea that we're three episodes in, and like I said, I don't think we've really even begun the game. Not is, really. Yeah, is I guess a nod to yes, it's the the amount of effort put into having a full video game here, uh, and then some that is bigger than anything we've had so far. But also, yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know if I'm steering us through it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting here thinking, like, we've got at most two more episodes, maybe. No, like, no, 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 this no, 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 Yeah, I mean, we, you know, it might not take a whole episode for each crest, but some of them will, for sure. Oh, my gosh. No, uh, I don't specifically remember exactly, like, I don't remember nearly as, as much as I did Dragon Warrior 1. Like, yeah. I can recite that, and Final Fantasy I can fucking recite in my sleep. This I don't remember as much, but I know there's a lot of game left, like, a yep. lot. Yep, yep, yep. You guys are making me nervous. I don't know. Best Sherry Annals. I'm going to go first because fuck you guys. I never get to go first. <laughs> that means you're most certainly going to take mine, but go ahead. Okay. My first one is Carnivog. What the mm. fuck is this nightmare fuel? <laughs> <laughs> I'd always interpreted this sprite as a land-dwelling octopus creature, Chab. But upon... this is it's, it's so funny how this podcast leads me to really parse these fucking... These enemies, sprite arts, and... Yeah, like looking at it this way, that is way off of what this thing is. This is a man-eating flora, or I don't know. Does that preceding adjective automatically default it to fauna? I don't know, but it it's a man-eating flower, and it has a head-like feature that looks like a flower with petals and leaves, but a large, agape, and jagged tooth-filled mouth. Oh, it, that's what. Oh, yeah. I see it now. Yeah, and then there's suction cup legs that suggest mobility that skews it more towards fauna over flora also. But you toss in a number of tentacles as well, just for good measure. And I'm like, I'm all charged up right now on The Last of Us series on HBO, and these are not entirely unlike the clickers, which are fucking terrifying, terrifying, terrifying things. If you're not watching that show, you should be coming from a snooty cunt about licensed IP movies and shows like I am. You should... Fucking the fact that I'm telling you to watch it should tell you it's a that actually uh, does tell me a lot. I was I did not expect you to say that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, that you know, seems I, like something that you would fucking eschew severely. Yeah. I actually yeah, I got to give it would be it's gonna be redundant for listeners and Jay both, but so I'll try to make it a bridge. But yeah, I didn't know it was an HBO show, and w- when Amy first brought it up, I was like, nope, not fucking watching that. That's licensed mm-hmm. dog shit. I'm not watching that. <laughs> I for some reason assumed it was a Netflix show, and that like even more so. I'm like, I know it's gonna be dog shit then. Right. <laughs> On top of the fact it's licensed, it's uh, two strikes against it. And finding out it was HBO, I was like, oh, okay, I'll try it. <laughs> it's like they don't they don't do bad work really. And yeah, dude, it's if you're not, are you watching it, Jam? No. Oh my god, dude, it is... Actually, this is going to drive uh, listeners crazy, uh, but uh, this will probably be very similar to the vein of uh, Witcher. Uh, I tried to play it, didn't care for it. Oh, it's a really good game. I played all the way through it. Jay, all, we had, Jay and I had the discussion, too, on the last episode. He hasn't uh, done a ton. He's fucked with it a little, but didn't really get into it. It's yeah, the I didn't game. get too, too far. I just, it felt like a movie that I had to be more involved in. 
Yeah, it is very, very railroaded. You do not have much agency, and obviously the narrative is, you know. But that's the reason that it is a good thing. Well, it's a good – it's an incredibly well-done story. So the Mm. fact that they did that is okay uh, in that context. Like if you're going to tell a good story or or force me down a story, it better be good. It better be good, yeah, yeah. And it it 100% is, dude. It is really, really smart. And just – it it goes so much into that thing that I like about those post-apocalyptic – or even to be interested in them, let alone for for me to like them. But the – it – it looks at the, the the macro of of something like that happening. It looks at it takes into account and really really focuses on and and picks apart all the socioeconomic minutia that would fall out of something like that happening. Mm-hmm. You know, and even more so in that case, it's cool because that's not just like zombies start like there's like a it's it's actually a plague that just happens to have zombie like results in, in in the hosts. So it's not just a zombie thing to begin with uh it is it is um you know a, uh, a little more rooted in science i think that's okay. believable um and even like people you know the show's so popular now uh, it takes it outside of just that video game realm that there's like stuff going around like these cordyceps the mushroom cordyceps that yeah those and, things are nuts dude yeah so they yeah it's like that shit can actually happen <laughs> yeah, it literally happens to ants like yeah they get right. sick with a thing that makes them lose their agency and do whatever the thing wants them to do that's a which real is, ass thing yeah which is fucking nuts so yeah, yeah there's like uh, i've seen a lot of pictures going around of things bigger than ants even that this mm. has happened to too so yeah it's fucking ah, we're all fucking, gonna we're all gonna die we're so fucked <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, but the show is really good. Yeah, okay, really I maybe good. maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, it's really really good. I was watching uh, Star Trek the other night. Is that the that's end of the sentence? <laughs> <laughs> All I ever watched Star Trek. So I can. Yeah, that's the end of the sentence. Okay, word. Uh, okay, so yeah, anyways, so Carnivog. Yeah, yeah, very they, scary. They, I was I always pictured this even until that moment you said that I pictured it as like a mask with like the the the. Upper and lower jaw missing, and then like tentacles coming out of that. Like the hole is the eye, is the right eye. Yep, totally different. Totally, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's funny that we two that we both had two completely wrong and completely different interpretations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just pictured this like head thing floating around with like tentacles for teeth, which yeah. doesn't. I mean, you know, it's fantasy; it doesn't need to yep. make sense, but. Yep, very wild. These are all over that continent where the Southern Dragon's Horn Tower is located, and they have a blue a sweet breath attack that can zonk your whole party if your dragon's bane isn't up to snuff. So that's a, a cool. There's a lot of they do. I mean, I guess you know Final Fantasy did that too, where like the different all the different fire attacks had different names and words and mm-hmm. stuff, but it was essentially the same thing. This does it's a little more flowery of language they do it with this in this one though, where like you know, yeah. well I have another one that I appreciate this a great deal here. If you guys don't take it, or even if you take it, I'm gonna appreciate it. But <laughs> there's uh, a lot of attacks like that in this game from enemies that kind of are very very specific to that enemy, even though it might have an, an underlying action that is the same as many others. By the numbers, these have 32 HP, 32 attack power, 11 defense, 12 agility. They give you 27 XP and 16 gold when you kill them, and they have max resistance to surround. As far as resistances go, um, we'll go in reverse order. Jab, you're next. I picked the Mummy Man, mainly because I like the sprite a lot. It's a good mummy. It's a solid, yeah, solid, it's a solid mummy. <laughs> solid mummy, right? Um, 
it uh I was curious as to why they put the oh I, I see now there is mummy and mummy man. Which like what's the difference exactly? Did you guys know when they had uh no, numbers, when, Jeb, that's the difference. <laughs> that's the <true>. only difference. <laughs> you know when they would uh mummify uh women in uh ancient Egypt, they had to let them sit for a little longer. Like they'd they'd keep the dead woman at like the home or wherever she was for a little while so that people wouldn't just fuck the dead body. Didn't know that, but that is now you do. Not not necessarily surprising. That's what I'm saying, but that... No, it's not surprising <laughs> at all. If you're a meta human. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, Josh, you're gonna have to pull the numbers up because I always forget this. I never find this website. It's the second one, Dragon Warrior Two Wiki, and it's the second one. All right, so the Mummy Man has uh, 46 HP. Uh, it's got an attack of 58, defense of two, agility of one, experience you get 44 and 40 gold from that. The cool thing that I thought about it, uh, and I only I haven't actually experienced this yet. I've only uh, seen it on the uh, on the monster listing uh, here and at Mike's RPG Center. Uh, it can the item that it can drop is clothes. <laughs> That's cool, and yeah. I think that is cool as fuck. Yeah, that is cool. Like you, you just like get their cloth, and then it you can just fashion it into like you get this, and you're like, I could turn that into some clothes that That's I could cool. sell at the thing. For, like, That's actually bucks. something to start looking at in more detail. Yeah, because there it is a it's in each one of these bestiary entries on these websites and I imagine there is more stuff like that that is you know uh, rooted in some sort of correlation to what the enemy is or does or would carry or what have you uh, because it is it's interesting period that 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 it's not just a random set of shit basically I guess yeah it would be silly if it just dropped like a copper sword right you know, which I think in most cases where you see this in a game like this, that's kind of what it is. You know, the idea that these entries have or these enemies have specific things that come in chests that they drop is is an interesting choice that I think is is rather unique, at least to date. With yep, it's just like one of the. It's like one of the. We've talked about this a lot with this game, which is a really a really good thing, uh, a really good sign for a game. Is just like taking any like there, there's not a lot of like you know the the, the the medium and the the computer science limitations of the medium of a cartridge necessarily limit the amount of world building that you can do. And then these designers were like, well, we're just going to fucking work with what we got and find any way that we can to squeeze in a little bit of world building. And that's, I, I appreciate that attention to detail. I really do. For sure. Jay, what do you got us? What do you got for us rather? First up. The one who dances a strange jig. Oh, you motherfucker! Mud yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> the Mudman. Are you kidding me? Like, how could I not talk about this crazy freaking character? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah this, this was the other one I said that has a re- yeah, it has that really... I have name. that written down. Yeah. Dude, yeah. So, this guy, thing, creature, has 28 HP, 0 magic, 30 attack, 9 defense, 22 agility, agility, excuse me. Uh, you get 32 XP when you beat it, and then 35 gold. And yeah, like I said, it if you're unfortunate in battle, it can do a strange jig and drop some woo on you to do like, I don't know, like 15 damage, 20 damage. It's, no, no, it, no. It, it can hit you. It, it doesn't you. do damage. It sucks MP from your spellcast. Yeah. Sorry, like not, not damage, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is way worse than 15 HP. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, it's a, a really neat flowchart. I think that that you know they do a jig and that like conjures <laughs> some sort of arcane response or channeling of energy or whatever that sucks it out of you is a really cool idea. You know. Well, so sprite is like dancing. It's like you got one arm up, like it's like well, yeah. They look like <laughs> they look like wooden string puppet things. Yeah, what they, like yeah. Marion uh, marionettes. marionettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is is pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, that was one of mine. That was my second one as well. They they also have a max resistance to sleep and stop spell, even though they don't use MP for their dance. Like they have zero MP and they do this. So that's interesting too. That it's not mm. a magically mm. based thing that they have a limited amount of it's just a skill you know what i mean yeah so yeah i definitely don't try to use stop spell or those kind of things on them so yeah. <laughs> i mean most nine out of ten times these things resistances are like yeah you would never even know because yeah they don't have no logical gameplay is going to lead to you running into that <laughs> so yeah it's not uncommon at all uh, yeah and those lurk around leonport and tantagel so that constitutes my second one as well. Moving right back to Jab. <laughs> Mine, uh, again, picked it because I like the uh, sprite. Apparently I like these sprites with uh, depth because both of the ones that I picked had some some depth to the uh, to the creatures. I picked the cyber, the cyber, Jesus Christ. I picked the saber tiger. These things are bouted. This is probably the most bouted enemy that uh, is part of the places that we're covering here in this episode yeah jay said it was um that he wasn't in sherlock he was like it was easy you said it was hard he said it was easy i was in between i was like this really wasn't that bad until i encountered a couple of saber tigers and i couldn't run from them and they kind of put one on me and i was like oh yeah that actually what's their agility their agility is 48 yeah that's high as fuck (laughs) (laughs) so they go quick yeah but yeah good looking good looking sprite uh big old fangs it's in the attack position, actually kind of a play position for, for house cats. Right. Uh, but this guy's not fucking around because he's got 25 hit points, of course, 0 MP, a 70 attack, 20 defense, 48 agility. And for that effort, you get 40 experience and 55 gold. And you have to presume, if not, no wonder they can wallop you, but the, you have to assume the 70 attack is divided across the multiple attacks, you know? I, would I don't I think would, that would, you do assume that. I think that it's probably seventy per. That's crazy as fuck. If I had to guess, I mean, it doesn't say it doesn't infer that by saying seventy slash two. Because I mean, even thirty-five per would be would still be pretty diesel. Yeah, that's not nothing by any length. Right. Um, but who knows? I guess I I don't really know the exact answer. Uh, contrary that, to have, our have to put that request into DragonQuest.wiki. And, yeah, or whatever, and and find out that get to the brass tacks of that. <laughs> there's, there's some like fucking 95 year old Japanese guy just sitting in a chair somewhere in Japan that programmed that. He's gonna get a phone call like, "Hey, why did you do that?" <laughs> He's like, "Dude, I'm just trying to not shit my pants." Right. Um, contrary to our uh, item world building uh, logic, these things can drop copper swords. <laughs> right. so, not what are the chances? No, it didn't always nail it. <laughs> Maybe that infers that like. You can get some of the hide that can turn into leather that becomes the handle. There you go. Or the, the, the there you go. I, I, I buy it, Jab. I buy it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the nice thing about role-playing is you can just make anything up. <laughs> yeah, get you, anything can get you there. Uh, Jay, what do you got for number two? Number two was the Titan Tree. Hmm. And I Very love cool. this sprite, man. Just like an evil tree, like something you see on Plants is that the, Zombies. Is that the purple one or the, the brown one? 
No, the brown one. Okay. The brown and green one, yeah. The trees are great in this game. Yeah. Yes. So this one looks very menacing. Um, 51 HP, no magic. 58 attack, 19 defense, 30 agility, 50 XP when you beat it, and 80 gold. And these Um, these usually come in groups, too. You get a couple of them, and yeah, they can hit like trucks, and yeah, they're, they're a little bit of a problem. Yeah. A little bit of a problem. Okay. That's, I also like those sprites, too. My third one is the Goopy, and this is just a hand reaching up out of a puddle of goop. They they are a call for help enemy, so they are often paired with other enemies and are mostly there to complicate your life and draw the fight out. And the thing about that, or the differentiating thing about that, is they also are not pushovers. Like they, that is their chief function still, as most any of those call for help enemies are. They are usually an additive to a, a group of other enemies that are meant to draw out the fight and wear you down. But these things. They have a whopping 50 HP, so you're not just whacking them in one turn like you can with so many of the other that you've seen to date call for help enemies. But they have an even bigger attack power of 55, so they can fucking nail your ass, man. And yeah, they it's you get a big party of these, it's like, ah, god damn it. Definitely getting out that AoE spell. <laughs> <laughs> and they got 16 defense, 39 agility too, so it's high for this part of the game, and running from them is not easy. And which further complicates the fact that they call more and more and more. And then the they give you 25 XP and 28 GP, or gold rather, which is AKA not fucking worth it. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 so it's fucked up. They are a fucked up enemy. Jab, number two, or number three rather, sorry. Number three, in fact. Uh, this one I always liked even uh, when I was a kid. Um, I just, being a history guy, was just kind of always aware of it, uh, aware of the concept, and the animal was also cool as fuck too. And so it's three for three. The 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 enemy in the game is cool. The um, the ship is cool, and the animal is cool. The man o' war. Uh, these are encountered at sea. The sprite is uh, it, it, evidently it's probably in the slime family, if I had to guess, because uh, it's very slime like. It's got uh, it's like a white slime with blue eyes, a little smile on it, like the like you know from the Dragon Warrior quest slimes. And then it's got some tentacles hanging down on it. So, not the best sprite in the world, but cool name, cool ship, cool animal in real life. Very fucking deadly. Cool looking animal. When was the last time you guys saw one? Like, even uh, just a picture. Oh, I, well, yeah, I, I fucking, I'm always watching. Didn't your mom get stung by a fucking jellyfish? Which uh, is not the same thing as a man of war, but. Not that I can remember. No, she got stung by, by a fucking. Multiple times. You did? I, I stepped on multiple a stingray. Times. I stepped on a stingray. I didn't get stung oh, I thought by your it. mom stepped on a stingray. No, yeah, I stepped on one. It, it didn't, I didn't get stung by it, but mm. uh, it pretty much ruined my enjoyment of the ocean for life, I think. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't fuck with the ocean either because there's sharks in there. Do you have any idea how scary sharks are to me? Right, 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 right. Anyways, what is the, what is the employment of their. They, I'm assuming they have a paralysis function, yeah? Um, they have a sleep attack. Sleep attack. So similar, similar. Is there paralysis in this game? That's a good question. It's probably effectively sleep. So it doesn't. Why would you double? Yeah. Yeah. So they have a, a sleep attack. Um, they can put you to sleep, but they have twenty HP. Uh, it says here question mark for MP. Um, <laughs> attack twenty eight, defense sixteen, agility twelve. Experience 15 and gold 50. So you can make some dough off these, actually. They're not too, too hard. That's good gold, yeah. yeah. Especially for, and they come in packs. Yeah, they're not too, too hard. Uh, it also completely goes against the idea of 
lot, why would they have gold? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And like, I get that everything's gonna have some gold. That's just the fucking the uh, ecosystem we're in here. But you know, the idea that they would have a heightened amount relative to others uh, enemies is a little odd. You know. Yeah. Uh, easy to role play though. You can just say that they have some sort of valuable thing that's part that's of true. their anatomy, and you just chop them up, and you get those fucking true. man of war tentacles, and they're worth fifty gold. True enough. True enough. True enough. So there you go. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's my third. Jay. Last but not least, the gremlin, the little purple guy with the flying wings. Um, yeah, this dude has sixty HP, unlimited magic. That's scary wow. thought. <laughs> Fifty-seven attack, twenty defense, thirty agility. You get fifty-two XP and twenty-three gold when you beat it. And yeah, I mean this this one usually shows up in groups as well. They can heal mm-hmm. you. Or they can heal each other, snooze you. So I'll often, you know, I used to either drop a sleep on them, but then later I just start dropping infernos just on the groups to try to take them all out before they have a chance to like mess with me. Because you learn sleep is not a good, doesn't doesn't work out as far as like the the yeah, fact that like it can cannot many... work. Yeah, it cannot work. So you lose some efficiency there, and that you could have just been doing damage on. You know, yeah, it's. Yeah. It's, t- it's tough. These these they, these games have not figured quite figured that out yet for sure. We've we've run that in the ground that, that idea. I don't know that any game has ever figured sleep out, man. I've, I don't think I've ever played a fucking RPG where it's like, oh, sleep is useful. Yeah, I would agree. It, it would be better in like an actual tabletop like D and D setting. By the way, I've mm-hmm. started writing for that, so stay tuned. Um, my, but it would be better in that situation. Fuck you. Miniature is ready to go. Okay, cool. Oh, I think so. <laughs> right. Um. It would be better in those situations because you could, like, you know, instead of just being limited to a battle use, then you can, like, I put the barkeeper to sleep and steal the gold from him. Right, 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 right. You know, yeah. but in these games, you can't do that yet, so. Yeah. Yep, agreed. Okay, let's talk Tales of the Grind now. Uh, Jay, tell us about your grind. Dude, there's one spot and one spot only where I was grinding, and that's right outside of Tentacle. That same here, yep. Dude, I I went out there like probably like the first time I stepped right out of there after first visiting it, and like gremlins kept killing me. No. So I was like, you know, I, I don't know what level I was when I first got there, fifteen or seventeen, I don't remember, but I was like, I need to be at least level twenty to get out of here. So I just stayed literally right around the castle. Every now, and you, every now and then you get slimes. It's like this is pointless. And then otherwise it'd be, you know, enemies capable of killing me. So I just really just stayed around there. Word, word. Um, yeah, we didn't fucking not doing a whole bunch of fucking progress in the game here. So there's not really, not going to have multiple grinding spots probably. <laughs> Jam, no, what, what I, was, I was right outside that. I didn't do a lot of it. Um, but I was also right outside Tentagel and Breckenrary. Um yeah, I, the only real addition I have to offer outside of like I leveled a little bit is uh, it was nice. Like I said, I hit the hit the shores in uh, Tantagel, and then the music starts, and I'm like, oh, that's dope. And then I get into some fights, and I'm like, okay, that's definitely different here now. Um, I got into like three or four fights, and then one slime, one blue slime showed up, and I was like, oh fuck yeah! Like yep. nice little yep. shout out to the past. Yep. Those and Drakeys you get here. Like, oh, uh, do you get a Drakey too? Okay. Yeah, you can get Drakeys as well. That yes, or again, yet another one of those first game nods that I fucking love because yeah, it's so <laughs> far outside the bracket of 
the enemy tier you're getting here otherwise, you know? Yeah, and it's also nice that they, like, you know, the way these games work is typically, like, you have one area, there's the easy, the first area, easiest enemies. Second area, harder enemies. Next area, harder. And yeah. this followed that logic until it didn't, and it just dropped in a couple of these. Like, it's so, they, they contribute nothing. They're obviously yep. Easter eggs. Yep, such an outlier. Yep, yep. So far, there's so many of them, and, and they're all, you know, it's, I think they're such a good, they're such subtle by the standards of that kind of thing. They're such subtle implementations of, of, in a, you know, like we've talked about Jay, if you recall, when we were first fucking with Dragon Quest 47 or whatever it is, that one that came out most recently. And they, in there, they have crazy ass elaborate ways of doing this because it's a modern game where you go through these portals and you're dropped into Garingham, the silver harp town. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's exactly the same, but there's these subtle differences that make it why you're there as this character at this time. But it's enough of a nod to the first time you saw this way back in dragon warrior one that you get it all. Like it does that, you know, this, this franchise does that, yeah, has always done that great, so, and and always does it in, in really cool ways. But the limitations that they had to do it in in this game's context on the NES, finding ways to do that well and subtly, and and you know, creating that same emotional response is just so good, it's so yep. good, yep, so good. Okay, uh, yeah. So I had a couple of random happenings that are, are outside of the actual grind. I won the wizard's ring from the lottery my very first Ooh. grind yeah which is pretty cool three stars is the hit you need to make that happen and i had no idea how to use it i didn't know what like i was i got it i was like oh fuck oh, yeah great what do i do with it <laughs> yeah and the guy running the lottery is like it doesn't come with an instruction manual it's just yours right right yeah if i can go out and wing it see what happens so yeah i wasted one so it, it it is at least according to what the internet say it's a limited number of uses thing it doesn't have yeah, an exact yeah it doesn't have an exact hmm. number so it's kind of unknown but what it does is it replenishes MP. So mm. I don't know how many times you can use it before it breaks, but it is mentioned as being possible in the game literature that you know it, it can do so. So when you use it, it gives you 25 to 30 MP, and it can be sold for almost two grand. So like it's very tempting to, to sell for sure. That's not a small amount of dough. But the idea of having you know essentially the good part of going to the end on the fly with you in your backpack or on your person out in the wild it was far too appealing to me to take that yeah. monetary. Yeah, man. And I would yes. never sell that. I mean, like, right. I know, again, I don't know exactly how this game progresses. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I played it. But I know that it gets a little, like, grindy at the end. And it's like it's a bit of a slog. And, like, to have that in your back pocket would be handy-dandy. No kidding. So, yeah, I gave mine to PETA so she would have that luxury. And then just one, like, a dumb little weird copy thing. I tried to use an antidote herb on, or rather, in my POC's inventory when he was dead, right? So Mm. the copy I got for that was great to me. It read, alas, being but a ghost... Talent cannot use the antidote herb, <laughs> which, yeah, which, is, which is good. Being but a ghost. That's way better than just not effective or whatever. So my grind, I tried to venture through the southwest monolith and try my hand at the enemies across that channel. 
at first, and the math was not good at all at a 14-12-7 ratio. So I headed back with my tail between my legs to the hilly coastline south of Moonbrook, and around there, there, there was some nice lizard fly, centipod, magidrake combos that yielded around 100 XP per battle, and I could keep damage pretty low during them, so that was a good math for me. I hung around there, and I did my... Iron Helmet grind whilst reminiscing around the lands of Alfgard, just like you guys did. The Dragon Killer grind I did outside of Baran, and yes, like I mentioned, we'll discuss Baran next episode, was really tough sledding. I was at 17, 14, 9 for this. Mm, and there that's is, low. Yeah, there is much shittier <laughs> math <laughs> here at 90 gold per instay at, at, in Baran. A little more uncertainty, uh, but... Uh, probably had a death or two to, to make it work, but uh, I stuck it out. And they have a there's this party you find there that's a gold orc and oh, yeah, and those. four smokes, and they throw you throw that at you here, and it's 460 gold per fight, and that Whoa. is yeah, that is a fire ass come up. So, and I bet is. Infernos takes care of smoke. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So you're just basically dealing with the, the gold orc pounding on, you know, getting in maybe two of it, of his pretty heavy hitting. Uh, melee attacks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but even with the you know, even if you, even if you only get one of those done and have and to, you go still back have to go end, right back, it's still yeah, it's what, still good. Three sixty or something. Yep. Also did a magic armor grind for the POC when I stumbled across Osterfair, which is another topic for another time. After handling Alfgard and a really fun thing while doing this, I bumped into a band of eight metal slimes, which you can, you can see the screenshot behind me right now. And I actually managed to take one down with a 12 damage hammering out of Todd before the other seven ran off. And All right, so you got the first one. Yep, so they, they yield you 230 XP and 76 gold. And man, if you could devise a way to reliably cheese these things, you could really come up. Dude, <laughs> I kept running into those, like groups of them. So I was able to kill a couple of them. Like at first I was like super excited, and then it kept happening. So I was like, all right, is this not as Exclusive. rare as before? But like invariably, even in a group of like six, four will run away before I'm able to like, you know, I'll damage one. Maybe kill one, but the others will like run away. Yep. Yep, that's how it works. Like I said, they the babbles replace their scarcity in this one, and we'll get to those later. So, of course, had some spells in the leveling up uh, sequence for this uh, episode. The Prince of Mindenhall, or Jesus Christ, Prince of Moon, Princess of Moonbrook, gets surround at level six. And the manual description for this is: This spell creates a thin mystical fog around an enemy. It is said that the illusion of phantoms can be seen in this fog. The enemies may attack these phantoms instead of you and the allies. The NES version of the game only gives you a twenty-five percent buff on your hit avoidance. Or rather, on hit avoidance, and then subsequent versions, of, subsequent versions of the game bump it to fifty percent. So in this uh, case, we were getting twenty-five percent uh, for that spell. And then she also gets repel at level eight. The repel uh, the surround, by the way, is one that never used. <laughs> yeah, it, it might have some function in bigger battles. You know, if you're if you're in a tough dungeon run or something, and you want to mitigate some of the melee pounding that bigger hitting enemies might do, I suppose it could have, it's a worthwhile buff maybe to use in a, in a battle where you're, you know, maybe if you're not going to use an AOE out of her anyways on that first round for whatever reason, either the the, the heavy hitter, it's not going to work well on them or whatever it might be, it, it might have some utility, but for the most part, that's not one you're using a ton of. Yeah. 
But yes, she gets Repel also at level 8, and this is described as all enemies. The spell will ward off enemies for a time, like Fairy Water. It will not work in caves or towers, which I think is a lie in my opinion, but uh, <laughs> or on powerful enemies. The spell cannot be used during the fight mode. So yes, uh, they're claiming it's of no help in hostile, hostile POIs, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I really think it did in the Tower of Wind when I was using the Fairy Water, so <laughs> right. I don't know about that. Um, and the funny thing is, though, about that also, the... I suppose, in the case of random encounters, a placebo benefit is just as good as a material one. <laughs> Any benefit you're going to give me. Right, yeah, but I just mean if it's even if it's just psychological, like exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was kind of a fun counter to that idea. Um, but yeah, normally I normally prior to maybe our last episode, I would have a whole spiel about the lack of that's utility too. But as I said, I am a changed man with a different outlook on my <laughs> RPG life. And I now believe repel has purpose. Look at that growth mindset. Loving it. Yeah. <laughs> the POC gets his own heal more at 14. We've already discussed that. The princess of Moonbrook gets defense at level 10, which sounds like it should be a buff, but it's actually a debuff. Mm. And this is described as all enemies. The spell has the effect of decreasing the def- defense power of all enemies in the group, which you are attacking with this, spell your attack can inflict twice as much damage so however you want to just implement that math uh, it's certainly a a nice little um, thing worth doing if you're if you're meleeing across a a pretty big group i think and then the pom gets her own antidote at 12 that the poc already has and lastly the poc gets step guard at 17 and step guard is all allies you will find barrier Tiles which cause damage to your HP when you walk across them. By chanting this spell, these barriers will not these barriers will not have an effect on you. This spell cannot be used during the fighting mode. So this is your way to there's been a number of them we've seen and it's almost it almost warrants a Ooh, do we need to go back? Exactly. It almost yeah, it almost warrants like a, a key tour, mm. you know, where you go back to those places where, where you actually weren't able to go talk to people or get to things because these things impeded you. I believe there, there's some in the... I don't know if you can get to the door, but I believe there's some in the Dragon Lord's huh. lair. Or the his grandson's lair, I guess now. There is uh, some on the map. I don't know that you need to walk across it. Well, they're in it. Yeah, it's in a room. You, yeah, you don't have... You don't, you, they're definitely... It's definitely a sidebar. But I think that room near the... Where you come down the stairs... I think there's something, treasure or something, in the top of that room. But there's a door locking it, so you couldn't even do it if you wanted to yet. I'm pretty sure it's a golden key. Door. Oh, no, you're actually right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a red door. And, yeah, so you that spot you walk in, if you just walk straight ahead, there's barrier tiles there. Right. So yep. there's one there. I know there's one of the towns had some prisoners that were that were locked in one or a prisoner that was locked behind some that I don't even know if we have the the jailer's key to, or we definitely don't have the jailer's key if it's, if it's jailer's lock. So there's, you know, a, the, it may be a tour for a later time, perhaps, but I think there probably is a warranted tour now having this and, and not fucking because I think I'm pretty sure those tiles take 15 damage, I want to say. If I recall what the sure. the manual said. So, yeah, that's not a small amount. Even with the wizard's ring healing you, it will be quite the the jaunt. And then, if you're not in a place above ground where you could use the wings <laughs> to to go back to wherever, you'd have to go back across them as well. So, yeah. So, bus. Yep. Maidenhall has a barrier blocked jail. Okay. Yep. Must be a fucking Hannibal Lecter in there. Or something. <laughs> 
turn our attentions to the Unveiled Secrets of Dragon Warrior 2 strategy guide. And we pick up in here with Route 17 on page 11. And this is a really long title. <laughs> the desert can be reached through the monolith southwest of Moonbrook. And yeah, the, the title of this one actually takes up more real estate on the page almost <laughs> than the contents, which is just a tips blurb that, Jay, could you please read? After passing through the monolith, a new world will appear before you. Before traveling too far, make sure you have enough medical herbs for the three of you. With the journey that lies ahead, you have no way of knowing where the next lodging may be. You will also be called on to use your strength in protecting the delicate princess during battle. <laughs> Which I, I, believe, uh, you, I believe you touched on specifically in the second episode, Jay. Like, I need to level up before I take this chick anywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that she was so long ago. She for me now still. At this point, she is like holding her own with Infernos. So they're a little behind in my opinion. Well, not the, not the beginning. This is In the narrative, this is right after getting her. I know in yeah, your mind, so. in, in yeah, your mind, so. that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what, what? do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. That was the case at first. Yeah, yeah. What is, that is that is an interesting adjective for her, though, no question. And uh, <laughs> delicate, I mean. And who the fuck is relying on herbs at level 13, which is the recommendation for this route? Yeah, <laughs> time to level up. Yeah. Yep. So we move from there to route 18. This is Dragon Horn, Dragon's Horn South. And this is also a level 13 on the Reco front. And a couple screenshots here. The overworld approach to the tower and the top floor where you must leap from. And we'll do tips by jab on this one. Putting on the Cloak of Wind will allow you to leap from the north part of the top floor. The use command will equip the cloak. And yeah, I mentioned in the last step how I was uncertain about cloak functionality here. And how equipping it does not work like weapons and armor. So no surprise they felt the need to touch on that here. Mm -hmm. Good place to, uh, to put it, you know, in a strategy guide. <laughs> right. And Route 19 is Leonport. They expect you to get to level 14 in the short jaunt from the northern tower to this village. They have a map on the grounds, or of the grounds, on which commercial real estate extraordinaire Don Mahone is pointing out the location of the Galleon mogul Old Man with his cane. And this illustration is captioned, A brief talk with the old man may get you the ship you will need, which is not true, as we know, so it's worth noting the guide here's explicit effort to not spoil things and just hand you all the breadcrumbs necessary to get that ship. So mm -hmm. I thought that was cool. And the tips reads, after finding your ship, it would be best to sail directly to Alephgard. <laughs> which we <laughs> do not, all did. Uh, do <laughs> not pass go. Do not collect $200. Don't look <laughs> around. Just go. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then we get into Route 20. This is Tantagel Castle. And the level reco bumps to 15 for this journey. And there's a full map here, too. You can really notice how the layout suggests the original castle is contained in the overall layout. The three discernible towers in particular. And then the town has just been built onto the western walls of that original structure. And I further think this is deliberate because if it was supposed to just be interpreted as a combined overworld sprite for that, which is kind of like... When you first look at this, that's kind of what pops in my head. Like, oh, they're just, yeah. it's a smaller part of a bigger map now, and they kind of just gets consolidated, yada, yada, yada. But I think it's deliberate because if it was supposed to just be interpreted as that, the town portion should be on the eastern side of the castle, you know, not the western. Mm. So, 
to me that was notable. There is a few unique POIs that are highlighted in here. The extra rabbi with the Imperial Schools of Honor functionality, the peace be with thee dude labeled as the old man, and then the king's cowering chamber in the northwest part of town above the weapons and armor shop. We have tips by Jay here. During your journey, someone has told you the story of the sunken treasures, which the merchant of Leonport has long been searching for. Carefully search for a small shoal off the north shore. What you see in the distance on the other side of Tantagel Castle seems to be the Charlock Castle. Passing by Charlock would be a mistake. Mm. So then, yes, we look at Route 21, which is Charlock Castle. So the the guard or the, the guide did not look past it either. And level 17, before coming here, they suggest a map of the lower floor with Dragonlord Third and a tips blurb here. Jab, please read that little nugget of text. Charlotte Castle Castle still exists. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> the sword of Erdrick has long been hidden here. The Dragon Lord of Charlock, whose ancestors have long been enemies of Erdrick, may offer may give you a helpful hint. Mm. Route twenty two is the monolith of Alfgard, and there's no level reco for this, even though I'd say you can get yourself into shit way hairier than anything in Charlock by diddling around with those whirlpools that are found Dude. there. Can confirm. This is yeah. where I got confused and didn't know what was happening. And I was like, where am I going? And then I just got stomped. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you where I was where I got stomped. Yeah. I couldn't, no, still yeah, they, can't tell you. Yeah, the without an actual pixel overworld map, which of course is not provided by the game uh, with the pack-ins or anything, um, that it's illustrated the one they give you. So, yeah, it's easy to be like, I don't know where this is exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 very disorienting and that's how it, you know, that's intentional of course, and I, I like that. But yeah, same thing for me when I first came, you know, I, like I said I went through and, you know, fence tested all those whirlpools and I was like, you come out one above ground, you're like, uh, fuck, what? Like you're scared to take that first step even cuz like, yeah, like who knows what's Oh yeah. Happen. Right, yeah. Cuz that's what could, happened. I took a step this, and I was like could, into a battle where it went down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> With with the Titan Tree successors, the purple ones. That's why oh, I asked earlier. <laughs> yep, one hundred percent possible. Uh, so yeah, a screenshot of the monolith on the overworld map and the chamber below ground with the wise man labeled the travel door with the old man. And there's a tip stamp, but no associated copy that I could see in the scan. So yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. I was I was wondering unless this this book utilizes those red tinted decoder tools they used to put in kids' toys mm-hmm. uh, with some hint books. Like, you know, that's the only way. <laughs> That something's there. I don't see anything. But, uh, mm. yeah, remembering those was a serious blast of nostalgia that I enjoyed. So the last one here on, uh, that we're going to cover is the Route 23 Island Shoal. And we didn't do this in the play because I felt it physically was outside of where we were covering. And that this is it's, – it's a nice bookend, Jay, because I'm curious to hear, did you go find it and – uh, how difficult was that for you? <laughs> um, so, at the end of the day, I did find it. But the beginning of my notes go like this. Where the F did I go? <laughs> I north, I found strange en- enemies and landed in Baran. Like, how is this even possible? Like, I was very confused. Like, I was like, like... Did I drink something? Like, what just happened? Like, I I know I was in Tanago, and I know for a fact I went north. So, and it happened again. Like, I went north again. I was like, what the? I don't understand. So, I looped around the world north. Like, you, you're you presumably 
going north and you end up like coming up under the bottom of the screen like old school uh, football when you go like, je- on one side je- of the field and come out the other side. Jab, gentle ma over here is a flat earther. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, don't you know how these globes work? I <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Did you crazy. go west until you were east too? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. Like, So, yeah, it, I eventually did find it, yes. Um, yeah, it's not, you know, yeah, the ocean is a great expanse in this game for sure. And it is not finding... What is essentially one little tile? I guess you know right. the art. The art carries over into the surrounding tiles, uh, but you know one. So it's it's you know technically I guess a, a little bit of a three by three sprite to some degree or another. But it's it's basically just one tile and yeah, not Dude, easy. I didn't to find. I didn't try to line it up and say you know I didn't get a map and say all right you know if I'm directly above this square and go you know right. I'm just like all right I'm gonna figure out it's north. I'll go find is, it. You know, is yeah. it at least is it directly north of Tantagel like that? It is eventually. Yeah, I, I think it is. But okay. I. I I clearly was too far east that, at first, and that's more that, of a bearing dude. than I would have assumed it had to begin with. I, I assume that's just kind of a fucking wonder. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't got. I haven't just just. I haven't even tried it yet. Yeah, I haven't. Exactly Whatever I did the first time and thought was directly north clearly just put me in brand. So I, I got out and I was like, "Where am I? What is like? There's land? Like I thought it was in the water." Yeah, I was very confused. Yeah, I mean, it, the this the copy here it says travel north to Leonport. Look, something seems to be floating on the ocean's surface. It could be the shoal you've been looking for. And shoal is actually a word I had never seen before. Yeah, we so, keep yeah. saying it like it's like a, a normal part of everyday <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a large number of fish swimming together. So, you know, those, uh, uh, those that amazing ocean photography stuff you see where like a turtle is swimming through a massive th- tens of thousands of fish or whatever and there's okay. like a, you know, um, a little fucking space for the turtle because the whole fish are acting in kind of unison uh, is is what they're talking about here, and um, mm. yeah, even that word is its own confusing thing because yeah, most people aren't gonna know what the hell that means. <laughs> mm. so, so yeah, there's a screenshot of it, so you have any clue what the fuck? Like that's the thing. Like yeah, shoal. Okay, even if you look it up, you're like, it's not like that's ex- a, most easily discernible as a exactly what a, a school of fish, basically. I guess so. Yeah, even if you know that you're looking for a shoal. You might blow right past that and be like, "That's well, that's, I don't see any fish there. <laughs> that's just some white shit." Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would look at that thinking it's more of like a whirlpool or something that I would want to avoid. To be honest with you, right? <laughs> uh, if not for the screenshot to kind of tell you that is that is it. Yep, Jab. Do you want to close us out with the tips blurb there? Tips: uh, a splendid reward in exchange for the tre- treasure. Deliver all the recovered treasures to the merchant in Leonport. As a reward, you will receive the echoing flute. That's very deliberate. I'm surprised that they tell you exactly what it is. Yeah. And they also call it treasures, multiple. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was kind of wondering about that. I was like, It well, definitely says treasures we'll everywhere. Come here. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, I didn't do that, so I don't have the flute yet, but I'm looking forward to finding out what the flute will do. And Jay, that brings us to what do you think is going to happen next after swimming in the shoal? Man, this, so. Have you played? Further than this, I guess maybe is the first no, question. No, I have not. So okay. I, I am actually not sure what to do next because of the, the head spinning whirlpool action from that monolith. So I know, you mentioned going to Brand and somebody mentioning like going south. Oster, I think Oster Fair is another town that you can yeah. get to. So yeah, there's there's towns to go to and check shit out. And you know, there's almost undoubtedly some nudges 
as far as what you should do next, uh, narrative wise in there. But yeah, there's have to get a crest sometime soon. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it feels eventually. like we can only go southeast. Like it feels like we can only go like south of Mindhall in those waters. Like all right, I got a ship. I'll go hit those random islands that maybe I landed at before. Or just search and see if there's anything there. I, I'm honestly not even sure. Like clearly, we have to go up under where Mindhall was, or not Mindhall, but Moonbrook was. But I don't know. That seems like in-game type stuff, so I don't know. Word. Word. We shall see. Okay, and that's what we'll do in the next episode of the the side quest here. So we'll close out with our status updates for our um, princes of Maidenhall. Jade, you want to tell us where Gentle Ma and his flat earthing fucking mentality uh, <laughs> resides. <laughs> resides. Oh <my> gosh. <laughs> is definitely level 20 right now. Um, he has strength 75, agility 56, uh, 95 HP. At level uh, 20? Yeah. That's crazy. I'm at 19. That's 13 higher. And we've talked about how there's just been these one or two HP jumps. That's such a massive jump. Dude, what a yeah. fucking... What a random fucking walk I this is. <laughs> <laughs> no magic, obviously, because he's a tank. Uh, 115 attack power, 69 defense, and 42,807 XP. Jab. Damn. Uh, I, Jab, Prince of Maidenhall, am only level 16, but my strength is 58, uh, agility 47, uh, max hit points 70. My attack power is 98, and defense is 58. I have 18,073 experience points. Yeah, see, my so your HP at level 16, three levels lower, is less of a difference than one at level higher for Jay at 20 <laughs> at, at 95. So you're where you're are you at? 82. Okay, yeah, so that's interesting. I, I just had a level with uh, with uh, princess of moonbrook and it was fucking terrible it was like, <laughs> yeah it was like you know as somebody who's like leveled up a lot in my life like i'm a bit of a connoisseur yeah i uh, expect more of a reward yeah <laughs> i expect more of a reward it was like one hit point two magic points for my magic user and then like one power and two agility yeah like ah, i'll just go fuck myself boy yeah borderline nil <laughs> <laughs> yeah. effectively nothing thank you so yes Todd is at level 19, strength 69, agility 52, HP 82, no MP, attack power 119. So I'm reigning supreme there despite the oh. level lower. Yeah, that's because I have gotten that Dragon Killer update. And the defensive power is 67 for him. And then I have 36,343 XP. So that is where we stand. And yeah, I, I am also, I've got to think that we'll be hit a, hit a crest for the next episode, but I have no idea. And I, I actually love that that's the case. So you can subscribe to the pod on the platform provided by whatever dumbass company that serves up your pottery. Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on whatever platform you listen to. If you enjoy our nonsense, the website is nyehentertainment.com forward slash ISOH pod. You can email us directly at ishpodcast at gmail.com to tell us we are fucking this up. And follow the pod and banter with us on the Facebook page, Instagram, and subreddit. And talk to shit to us about our gameplay videos on the YouTube. Links to all that will be in the show notes. We don't have a Patreon, but if you'd like giving money to things the podcasters tell you to, and would like to do so at our direction, the Able Gamers Foundation creates custom gaming rigs for gamers with disabilities. And that's cool as fuck. AbleGamers.org is where you can find them. T-shirts are on the website. They're dope. Jay and I are both rocking one right now. And proceeds on those after pod expenses go to Able Gamers. Jab. What are your socials? None. Though, if everybody continues to be good, 
maybe I'll get an MPO box and you can all write me. <laughs> <laughs> I still think you should claim that. You don't even have to populate it right now, Jab. I think you should sign up and get that username on Instagram before someone else snags it. MPO box 0031 is available. Yeah, yeah that's it. a hot fucking name. Someone's going to get it any day now. <laughs> Never know, never know. And, and you know, a year from now, when you really want it, you're gonna have to pay someone for it because they got got to it. In fact, all our listeners are probably securing it right now. As, uh, as a, <laughs> they were smart, right? they'd be as, as, as an internet real estate investment if they if they were really had their financial wits about them. Like <laughs> that snagged up like Microsoft.com or whatever back in like the early '90s or something. Precisely, precisely. Jay, your socials, gentleman JB without the second E. Uh, that's my gamer tag. And I'm on Twitter at Josh Wall, on Instagram at my shift is broke. And that is also where you can find me on the Oculus to do VR stuff that Jab is being a bitch about. He still doesn't have it, Jay. He said he doesn't have it. Oh, what? <sighs> VR? You want me to? It's not going to happen. No, Demio. Oh, okay. Demio, that is possible, but mm-hmm. I will likely string this out as long as I can. You've already done that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to learn a new limit. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.